Anderson on Butch in my chairs, bitch. Yes, yeah. honey. Yeah, ew, you are so nasty. Ew, that's so disgusting. Stop. Mm. Look at you, you all nasty. Look at you sitting all like you kind of swagging in my motherfucking chairs, bitch. Ew, you nasty. Um, you're, this is very stylish. Thank I'm you. not a stylish homosexual, Danny. Thank you. I think you are. Like I like your hat. It's matching your Adidas flip flops. <laughs> no, no, really. Like di- different pops of color. The blue sweatshirt. This is because I pants. just don't try. Effortless, and you know, like if you got style, you got style. You can't buy that, right? No, I mean I just don't try. Like the other day, I went out and I actually wore jeans, uh, to a show, and it was the first time I wore jeans in two years. I think. Why? Because of COVID? No, because I just 15? don't like what... Yeah, we'll say COVID like 40, but yeah, we'll go with COVID 15. You have a nice physique. Why are you trying to hide it? Oh, no. I have a very... I have a Middle Eastern mom physique. Which is probably deemed nice nowadays. Now, everybody's putting on a little <laughs> weight. I got. I got them thick gams, but Nothing. I got a little something around, and then the cankles start coming in, and it's just, you know... Gams, that's what people go to the gym for. You know, that's, you know, the lower body is difficult to build, you know, so you got to, you know. What's a good leg exercise? I need to work on my legs. Lunges are one of the best things that you can do correctly. Because here's the thing. When I gain weight, it goes to my ass and my my love handles. But let me tell you something. When I gain weight, it looks great on my ass. Like my ass is plump. What are you eating? But then, awful foods. But then when I lose weight, and I start getting fit again. It like my ass just goes flat. What do you eat to? What are you eating to gain weight? Let me ask that first. Well, I mean, like the reason why I'm gaining weight is because I'm eating bad foods. So, what are you eating to lose weight? I eat less caloric intake, and I try and eat more greens and stuff like that. And I stay away from the starches, the rices, the breads. You can still eat the starches and the rices, not necessarily the breads. You could eat Ezekiel bread, which is a complete protein. But eat sweet potatoes. Eat brown rice coupled with beans. That'll make a complete protein. You need that. You want to have fat, protein. Yeah. All that's necessary. I know. Good fat. You know what I like doing now? I've actually started doing is having a green juice for dinner. Okay. I like that. What time is dinner? Dinner's usually around six. Your skin does look good. Yeah. I've started doing like a green juice because I need to like get back into like eating healthy and stuff like that. So you should write down everything that you eat and let me take a look at it. Oh no, you don't want to see that. Honestly, no, I've worked at a geriatric clinic. I've seen it I've seen it all, baby. I've seen it all, baby. <laughs> when you get to be that it. When you get to be a certain you, age. T- are you literally, you just literally, bitch, you just called me fat. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that when you get to be a certain age, you live by your own rules. You don't care. So you eat whatever. So some of the things that I've seen people eat historically are insane. So nothing that you're going to write down is going to shock me. That is <laughs> my friend and comedian. You've seen him on NBC Primetime. He has a comedy show called Risky Business. Please welcome to uh, the O Oscar podcast, Danny Suggs, everyone. Thank you for having me, Oscar. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Very I excited like to be you. here. I like you, too. Like, I feel like I, I, I don't it. see you enough. I see you Above the chin, online. Danny. Above the chin. <sighs> I feel like I don't see you enough. I see you online, but I don't see you in person, so I'm happy to be here. No, I know. We actually uh, we've done a we've done a lot of shows together, and we always have fun, and we always sit in the back and we kiki. We did a show recently where you and I sat and just looked at the audience and and the and just was like taking it in. 
took it is, in. This is this is our life. Yeah. No. Some days are better than others. Some days are worse than others. Yeah. But but we're here. Yeah. One day at a time. Like alcoholics. One day at a time. <laughs> One day at a time, baby. <laughs> so now how long have you been in New York City? Uh fifteen years. Fifteen years? And you uh where'd you move from? Virginia. Really? Yeah, right outside DC. Wow. Why'd you move to New York City? Just, I wasn't evolving in Virginia. You know, I went to school there. My family was there. All my friends were there. And obviously, I wanted to do something, you know, fashion related at the time. And what better place than New York? Really? Yeah. Give me a little bit of your background on why you moved to New York City and like what happened when you moved here and stuff like that. I had a girlfriend. She wanted to get married. In Virginia? Let me finish. In Virginia, had a girlfriend. She wanted to get married. I did give her a ring. And then things went awry. And I just, I was like, I'm out. Meaning you found dick. No, she found dick. She cheated on me. And I stayed for a millisecond. And then I was like, I was like, what am I doing? This is my out. So then I left. I moved to New York City. Became a trainer. Well, I became a trainer before I uh, moved to New York. Because I knew I needed to have a job. Okay. And, you know, as a trainer, you can train anywhere. Right. And I worked at a gym for a year. And then I went private. And from there, I tried to venture out to do, you know, to chase dreams. And sadly, here I am. <laughs> Those dreams didn't work out, but this one is going okay. You know what? As long as you're pushing through. I am. You know, like you got to, you know, put your feelers out there, put your best foot forward. I don't know what's going to happen, but you got to try. You don't want to have regrets oh, of God, not no. trying You don't want to have regrets. Right. You were engaged to a woman. She cheated on you. Correct. You left her. Said, peace out, Virginia. Decided to move to New York City. Right. And then you wanted to go into, like, fashion stylist? I didn't. Uh, I knew I did not want to. My degree is in exercise science kinesiotherapy. I knew I didn't want to have a hospital job. It was boring. I did an internship for a while. And I worked at a hospital for a year. But I just didn't like it. It wasn't fulfilling my soul. And I knew I wanted to try different things. And I had big dreams and aspirations. And, you know, what better place to start those? You know, it wasn't too, too far from my family. So if something did go wrong. I could right. know, always retreat. But, you know, New York City, you know, you can blend. You can be hidden. You know, you can just do, you know, whatever you want to do. It's amazing how you can be in this city, be a person. It's amazing that in this city you can be one of 8 million people and still feel so lonely. Right, especially after the pandemic. You're yeah. absolutely right. You I mean, know? I live alone. I work alone, basically, you know, as an independent yeah. trainer. So there's no happy hours. You know, there's no... None of your none of your clients ever want to go out to, like, dinner or drinks or anything? They do, but I don't drink with my clients or eat uh, poorly because I need to be an inspiration to them. Some of oh, them have eaten I always, sort of... I, I, I appreciate an inspirational trainer because I've seen some trainers and I'm like... <laughs> you yeah. should not be snacking. You should not snacking like cheese trainer. dust all over this shirt. I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, yeah. When you look, I, I'm, uh, I'm very much the believer that you can't look like James Corden and be a trainer. Agreed. But there's some people that think, "Oh, well, they're book smart." Like, how can I tell you I can give you a six pack if I don't have a six pack? Yeah, I'm exp- like, it's like, how can you show me how to drive if you don't know? How to drive. Amen to that. Right? But there's some people like, oh, well, like he's a nice guy. Like, you know, he's so intelligent. I was like, he's also very hefty. 
<laughs> She's also summer's right around the corner. Yeah. And a summer body's built in the winter, so if they're not training you oh, now. My summer body is gonna be in twenty thirty. So you moved to New York City. All right, so you're here and then uh what made you wanna get into comedy? <sighs> I people know. no, no, honestly, people always thought I was funny. Uh-huh. But I was insecure with who I was as a person. I was not comfortable in my own skin. So I didn't know if they were laughing with me or laughing at me. So uh-huh. people that really knew me, they knew I was funny. But if I didn't know you, I was like, why is he looking at me like that? Or why is she looking at me like that? Are they making fun of my socks? Like I was just, you know, I grew up in the belly of the beast. Do you think some of that insecurity stems from homosexuality? Yes, black, military, all boys, dad was from the deep, deep south, the deep, deep south. I don't even think it was on the map, the deep south. So, so it, deep it's not on the map? It was pressure. It, it was definitely, you know, pressure. And like, you know, homosexuality is not really embraced in the African-American community. No, it's not, unfortunately. Because like you could say I'm gay and some people say, oh, I'm supportive of you, but there's always going to be a couple of women thinking... So you couldn't find a good woman? Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I can't. That's so interesting. Ernestine. <laughs> mind your business. Ernestine. Do you want to buy the Boy Scout cookies or not? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You got some good one-liners there, Danny. Yeah, you know. I like it. It's for, my, it's for my clients. I got to keep them motivated. Okay, so you moved to New York City, and then, so like, but how did you get started into comedy? You just... I took a class. Oh, really? I took a class. Even though I had been an actor, I was comfortable delivering lines, but I was not comfortable being myself. I could be someone else, but I wasn't comfortable being myself. Mm-hmm. And being a comedian, you hopefully you're going to be telling your own story. You're going to want to interact with hecklers or whomever, and you have to stand on your own two feet. So I needed to take a class to see if I could do that publicly. And the first, I think it was a six-week class, and it went it went okay, uh, but I realized that I could do it. And things that did not necessarily work out for me, I always remembered that, you know, if it did work out, that if it happened once, it could happen again. So once I did the class and it happened, you know, to work out, I was like, well, you know what, if I did it once, Let's shoot for the stars and do it again. And I did. So you started doing more open mics and you started feeling more comfortable on stage. And and when did you really feel like, okay, this is something I want to pursue? Last week. <laughs> no, um, I guess I entered a competition and I did okay. Which competition? I entered a competition but got them. Oh, okay. Um, it was. That's I, a tough club. I love it. I, I think um, the audience are always pretty good. Uh, I had some friends in the area, so you know they came out to support. Yeah, clients came out to support. Oh, that's nice. I haven't I haven't performed there often though. I think maybe three times. Like in my yeah, but uh, yeah. I I was runner. I didn't win, but I was first runner up. That's pretty good. How many? There were nine, ten. That's pretty good. Right. So, like, thank you. Like, I, I was pretty excited about that. So, I said, if I did it once, I could do it again. If yeah. you go through one breakup and get past it, if it happens again, you have to remember 
what happened in the past, you can do it again. Oh, yeah, that's true. Interesting. That's interesting. That's what I like, though. All right, so we're going to get to the main topic of O Oscar, which is where I like to ask my guests, what was your first gay experience? So, Danny Suggs, what was your first gay experience? My first gay experience was at summer camp. Ooh, I'm I'm liking this already. Go into detail. Um, my age bracket, I think it was like 11 to 12. We were called the Mariners. We're intense. And, you know, they tell us to go to sleep. Everybody goes to sleep, but maybe me, somebody else. A little chit-chat going on and, you know, in the middle of the woods. And, you know. One thing leads to another, and that we never make eye contact again for the remainder of the week and a half <laughs> that we were there. <laughs> so you basically learned what homosexuality was in a nutshell. In a nutshell, um, yeah, like it was just like experimenting, not really knowing what I liked or disliked, but you know, having a desire to pursue uh, certain opportunities, and I certainly wasn't going to do it in Virginia where my family, because my mother knew everybody, like, aren't, mm. aren't you Shirley's boy? Yes, I am. How you doing? <laughs> Good to see you again. Couldn't do anything. Everybody knew my mom. It's like she was a school teacher, but she wasn't. Everybody knew my mom and dad. So camp, two and a half hours away from my family's home. I was like, I had two weeks to get it in, baby. And I Did, did. you have feelings like what was driving this i always knew wanting to experiment i always knew that i liked guys Uh uh-huh from birth i always knew and i used to pursue just organically and innocent innocent me would just pursue guys because i like you you like me i didn't think anything was wrong until i learned one day that oh that's homosexuality that's not okay based on what i learned at my catholic school i didn't know any of that so then i had to put a halt on all of that Mm. so then i had to start sneaking around which wasn't fun and i felt like i had to always read the room because i couldn't let anybody know that i was gay so if i walk into a room do they suspect i'm gay you know do my does my family suspect i'm gay i always had to read the room so and and that's been something that i've taken it's it's been a great advantage having that ability, I guess. And that was your first kind of like gay experience. Yes. And then that was it for a while. Then or uh, that was it. And then I got a girl. That, that was it. Then I got a girlfriend. And you don't miss something you never been exposed to. So you know, I kind of just rolled with the punches and. You know, it was on autopilot, I guess is what they would refer to it as. And I, I love the girl a lot. I love the girl a lot because, well, I hate to say this, she was a great girl. But she was five, nine and a half. She was thin. And I would dress her every day. <laughs> she was like a big Barbie doll to me every day. She was like, I'm going to wear these. I was like, no, you're not. You're wearing these. I bought these silver clogs. Go put them on. I'll meet you in the car. Every day. And that's when she started giving me trouble. When I started, because I told her I wanted to be a stylist. So I was dressing her every day. And then when I started dressing her, that's when she started getting way too much attention. Because she was already a very attractive girl. And she wanted to be a model. She was like, you know. She never uh, suspected that you might be a homosexual wanting to dress her? 
Um, well, like I will buy her gifts. Uh. It's it's not like I was like, you know, this is what we're gonna wear today, you know, like make sure those pants are ironed by tomorrow morning, by the time I arrive in the morning. I would just show up with gifts, things that I wanted her to wear. You You know, (laughs) military family. I would show up with certain things that I wanted her to wear because I loved the attention that I got from the way that she looked, but it was I got a lot of flack from guys. They wanted to fight me. A lot of guys wanted to really? fight me. Really? Oh my god, yeah. There's a there's a fence that got put up around my high school because of me. Guys drove forty five minutes from DC to fight me. Why? Because the girls liked me. Girls knew they liked me, but they didn't know why they liked me. It was just like the little gay in me, but they didn't know oh. what it was. It was like, oh, he's a nice guy. He's a good dresser. He's athletic. You know, his brothers are you know pretty well known. But you know they couldn't. People couldn't figure out what the missing link was. They wanted to be around me all the time, but they didn't know what they wanted to be girlfriends. But, but it was more like girl. I'm, I mean, they they weren't old enough to well, identify. You know, like yeah. what it was, and you know their boyfriends or guys that liked it were like, "Why do you look at him that way?" You know, blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Look, bro, I don't want any trouble. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just trying to, you know, go to the mall, like go to Cinnabon. Like I'm not trying to fight anybody." <laughs> You know, but they were coming at me. You're like, I just want a Cinnabon. Yeah. Or at least that's how I like to refer to him. <laughs> I do love a Cinnabon. <laughs> love Cinnabon. I do love a Cinnabon. <clears throat> uh, swirl. you know? A Cinnaswirl. A Cinnaswirl. A Cinnaswirl. Uh, no, that's so interesting. That And so this person that you messed around with at camp... They were now. Did you ever see them again, or what happened? I mean, we stayed in the same tent for you know the remainder of the summer. Like, just uh, we were there for two weeks, so I guess we had our encounter maybe the fourth day in, and then we saw each other. But you know, everybody's doing their own activities. Like he was canoeing, I was taking archery, so we saw each other like during the meals. But you know. He was kind of living his life. I was kind of living my life. And, you know, there were other people that I was enamored of as well. So like, he was just something. And he was the only one that you messed around with? Yeah, because I was, like, nervous. And, like, and, like afterwards, I just knew it wasn't right. Even though I liked it, I knew it wasn't right. So I think I probably ignored him. I was one of those. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, as soon as I do something, I was like, oh, I can't kill him. But I can at least ignore him. You know, so I just, like, I, I just kind of, you know, stayed away from him. <laughs> Because I knew it was wrong and, you know, religion had come into play and, yeah, you know, all these other things. And it was so risky. Like, what if we had gotten caught? Like, what would have happened, you know? And this is when I was Teflon Dan. Like, I didn't even think about, you know, ridicule because I was just so young. But, like, now that I think about it, I was like, you are crazy to take the chances, you know, that you did. Oh, I've taken chances, too. I, I mean. Took, yeah, I took chances. I think everybody does. Especially when you're, especially when you're an aspiring homosexual. Right. You do take some chances where you're like, mm. Danny, thank you so much for sharing your first gay experience. Thank that you for was, having me. Of course. We're going to move on to the next segment of oh, Oscar, and that is Disappointed. Now, Disappointed is where I ask my guests to tell one of, <clears throat> one of their most wild, crazy, and embarrassing sex stories. So, Danny, do you have a Disappointed story you'd like to share? Who's embarrassed, me or him? Either one. You can say you can tell me a story either one. Um it is a late Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. I had been corresponding on Craigslist with somebody for a week and a half. 
on Craigslist. Craigslist. Girl, that is... For whatever reason, it was a holiday. I didn't have to work the next day, nor did he. So I say, hey, you should hop in the shower and then come over. No response. I was like, hey, you there? You should hop in the shower and come over. He's like, okay, but I don't want to take a shower. And I was like, uh, I think you should take a shower before you come over. It's been a long day for everybody, right? So he was like, okay, I'll take a shower when I get to your apartment. Gets to my apartment. This bitch didn't have running water, did she? He came to my apartment. I said, come to my apartment. No, I'm saying he didn't have running water, did he? Listen. <laughs> well, I'm assuming he had a running water. Like, like we didn't speak again, you know, after yeah. that. But, you know, I tell him to come to my apartment. I turn on the shower water for him. I was like, you know, here, hop in the shower. Take as much time as you need. I'm going to be doing some work on the computer. Five minutes go by. Ten minutes go by. Fifteen minutes go by. So like, and I was like, what is going on in there? I knock on the door. I was like, Jack. No response. Jack. No response. So like at this point, I'm like, you know, is he dead? Like, did he have a stroke? What has happened? I open the door and he's sitting on the toilet, fully dressed, shower water running. He refused to get in. He just did not want to take the shower. And thought that was going to be okay with me. I was like, Jack, we're done. He's like, what's the problem? I was like, I thought you didn't want to take the shower. But you don't want to take a shower anywhere. I thought it was just an issue about you not want to take a shower at the home. He didn't want to take a shower anywhere. And I know some people are into that, but Danny's not. So he literally sat in your bathroom. 23 minutes. I thought he was dead. <laughs> And I didn't know that, they, like, some people just don't like to, some, yeah, like, like, I'm very hygienic, I'll just say that. Yeah. And I, I don't have time to be giving tutorials as to why you should want to bathe before you come to someone's home. That's understandable. Uh, but for some people, you know, that's not their thing. And I didn't know that that animal existed until I moved to New York City. In Virginia, everybody bathes. Everybody, Oscar. So, you saw pictures of him before you met him, right? I did. We been speaking for a week. It was a nice, nice conversations, articulate. So, what happened? You opened the door. I opened the door. You know, I had to burrow through the steam because, again, he'd been sitting there for over 20 minutes. He's literally sitting on the toilet, hands under his chin elbows on his knees it was not getting in the shower he wasn't sleeping he was just sitting there he did not want to get in the shower now if i had not opened the door how long would he have sat there again he wasn't passed out he wasn't knocked out he wasn't sleeping he knew i was going to come in there and see that he was not getting in the shower that's a sociopath don't you think? That's a little weird. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. That's what I said. That's fucking crazy. And then you thought it was going to be okay to hang out. I was like, nah, bro. We're done. He's like, what? I was like, yeah. I was like, you think, you think I'm going to try to coax you into bathing? 
it's just odd. And I had just moved to New York City. Like I didn't, I didn't understand the many animals that walk these streets. I didn't oh, get yeah, it. It's weird. I oh yeah. I didn't get it. And then I had one guy that I had met again, we had been corresponding for three weeks. Sends me this picture, you know, says I'm Italian, you know, he's got gold chain on. I got a sweatsuit on, you know, got high tops on. He comes over. He's probably 110 pounds. He's got a gray top and bottom sweatsuit that your grandfather had on when he was in the military. Like, he just didn't look anything, you know, like he said. So I was just like, ah, I don't really think this is going to work out. So then I asked him to leave. And he got mad. So I pop in a movie an hour later. I'm watching the movie. I get thirsty. And I get up and I look out the window. He's sitting at my window, staring at me through the window saying, can I come in? Can I come in? I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) curtains, clothes. This is probably within like six months of me moving to New York City. So that's two incidents that have happened where I, I went to the proper channels. You know, we exchanged information had conversation. People aren't crazy. I didn't. I didn't know that they didn't do that. Well, I didn't even know. I didn't know what people were doing. Like I had never dealt with with men. I didn't know they did that. Danny, thank you so much for sharing your disappointed story. We're gonna move on to the next portion of O Oscar, and that is the Gay DHD Wheel of Q and A. So you're gonna spin the wheel and then answer a few questions. Will it break if I spin it too hard? No. But str- don't go like... I got a strong finger, baby. Oh, that's disgusting. Just Ready? spin the wheel, Danny. Is it broken? No, it didn't break. Um, ooh, what's your guilty song pleasure? Like, what's a song that no one would ever guess that you would want to listen to? No one would ever guess how to listen to. Oh, God, this is crazy. I, I, there's certain songs that I have to get dressed and I can't focus. There's certain songs that I'll play. One of them is George Michael's Freedom. You have to listen to George Michael's Freedom in order to get dressed. Not in order to get dressed, but if I really, really want to feel like inspired. You know, like, you know, that's that's the most fashionable song that I've ever heard. You know, Linda Evangelista, Naomi Campbell, like, you know, George yeah. Michael was at his height. Um, makes you feel good. Makes you feel sexy. Okay. Um, or, sorry, Grandma, Nelly Furtado's Man Eater. I've never said that aloud, but I guess the cat's out the bag now. <laughs> man eater? Everybody mm-hmm. look at me, me. Man eater. Uh-uh, I mean, I'm not really, you know, like 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 in the literal sense, but, you know, it's just a very motivational. It's got a good beat. It's motivational. You're like, you know, I dig it. Interesting. What's yours? My guilty song pleasure would be Justin Bieber. Sorry. Is it too late to say sorry? Oh, really? The doctor's office waiting oh, I song? I love that. <laughs> Awful. I love you so much. Do you know do you know all the lyrics? Is it too late? Sorry. Sounds like, you, know, sounds like you know all the lyrics. now. What state of mind does that put you on when you hear it? Like, do you get teary-eyed? Like, do you feel emotional? Do you do you do you want to be held? I just like the upbeatness. Spin the wheel. Is that an aggressive spin? How's everybody else spinning it? 
oddest pet peeve, Danny Shugs. Honest pet peeve? What's an oddest pet peeve? One that you'd be like, oh. One that I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. I hate when people don't have hand soap in their bathroom. That's an interesting pet peeve. You know, or like if you go in somebody's refrigerator and you see hair, like when is it like clean your refrigerator out? They expect me to come over for dinner? I mean, am I am I crazy? Is it is, is this why I'm alone? No. I mean, that's legitimate, right? Those are legitimate. Like, why is there no soap in your bathroom? Okay, right. I put, I put soap in my bathroom, right? I, I I don't even know, but like, I've I've gone into people's homes. I mean, I have hand sanitizer in my pocket, but I've gone to people's homes and there's no soap in the bathroom. Huh. That's interesting. I'm talking about on the sink. I'm not even talking about in the bathtub. Like, like there's no soap in the bathroom at all. Like, how are you bathing? Like, how are you washing your hands? Do you know what I mean? Do you go through people's bathrooms, Danny? No, but I like to know if there's soap in the bathroom. That's going to set the tone for the remainder of the evening. Spin again, Danny. <laughs> I wonder where you got this wheel from. Would you rather? Okay. Cut. Would you rather spend a night in bed naked with Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, or would you rather spend a night in bed naked with Nancy Pelosi? Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> Ron. <laughs> Ron. Why Ron? I mean, Nancy's probably lost full control of her bowels. <laughs> There's like several things that could go wrong. I used to work at a geriatric clinic. There's several things that could go wrong, and I don't know if I could take it again. I don't. I had to do 500 volunteer hours there. I don't know if I could take it again. Sorry, Nance. Ron. <laughs> All right, judge me. Ron, I'm sorry. I love you so much. That's probably one of the best answers I have ever heard in my entire life. I'm just going to say that. I love you so much. Uh, Danny Suggs, thank you so much for coming on, oh, Oscar. I had an absolutely wonderful time today. Make sure you check out his show that he co-produces with Alex Gorge, Risky Business. Yes. It is a monthly show. Yes. And you can check it out. Uh, they have their Instagram page, Risky Business Comedy. Correct. Correct. And definitely check out Danny. He performs all over the city. Anything else that you've got going on, Danny, that you want to plug? Um, You know, follow me on Instagram, uh, The Black Danny, because there's only two of us, allegedly. And, uh, yeah, come on out. Check out the show. We're going to have some stellar comics on there. It's a monthly show. And uh, Oscar was on I did our it. It was a lot of fun. First show. You on our second show? I think I was on the second show. You're on the second show. It was um, a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was great fun. And, yeah. you know, there, there's... I helped them with their lighting design. Lies. It was a gay time. And I mean that like it was used in the 1940s. It, it was a good time had by all. <laughs> it, it, was, it was nothing but fun. <laughs> Danny Suggs, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having I me. I appreciate this it. This has been an absolute dream. You're l such a liar, but thank Sorry, you. Sorry, Grandma. <laughs>
I hate you. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next weekend. Bye.